the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. And for those listening on the podcast, we are here to help you continue to live your life like it matters. You know, we all have a cause, and that cause is called our life. And there's no greater cause than to live your life like it matters, because nobody can live your life but you. Nobody has the gifts, the talents. Nobody has the trauma, the drama. Nobody has your fingerprints, your DNA. There are 30-some items now just with the human body that we can say identify you and separate you from everybody else. And because of that, you are unique. You are rare. And because of all of that, that we got to be constantly changing. You know, that is one of the consistencies of life, consistencies of life is change. And one thing I am blessed with, I've been a part of many people's change for 30 years. Uh, I have been doing intensive leadership training that you can read about at likeitmatters.net. And today, uh, we'll be hearing from a couple of recent graduates who last weekend uh, showed up in my, uh, in my presence. We're going to a class that someone told them about that they knew nothing about, uh, entered in that classroom door in 48 hours, their lives were forever changed. Uh, I don't care what your background, I don't care what your income, I don't care what your intelligence, I could care less about the color of the skin or the bathroom you choose to use or, or what sex of person that you choose to share your bed. Be honest with me, that's between you and God. It has nothing to do with me. Uh, all I care about is where are you now, where do you want to go, and how can we take your gifts, your talents, your trauma, your drama to help you get there. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's all about change. And so I want to share a, a lighthearted story with you. You know, God created the donkey and told him, you will work tireless from sun up to sun down, carrying heavy bags on your back. You'll eat grass, you will not have intelligence, and you will live 50 years. You will be a donkey. The donkey answered God, said, well, I'll be a donkey, but living 50 years, God, that's way too much. Why don't you give me only 20 years? And God gave him, the donkey, 20 years. God created the dog and told him, you will look after the man's house. You will be his best friend. You will eat whatever they give you, and you will live 25 years. You will be a dog. The dog answered, God, living 25 years is too much. I love being man's best friend, 
and sure, I'll eat whatever they give me, but uh, just give me only 10 years. So God gave the dog 10 years. God created the monkey and told him, you will jump from branch to branch. You will do silly things. You will be amusing, and you will live 20 years. The monkey said, ah, that seems like a long, long time to jump around and be silly and throw poop at people. So, uh, God, how about you just uh, cut that in half for me? So God gave the monkey 10 years. Finally, God created man and told him, you will be man, the only rational being on this planet. You will use your intelligence to control other animals. You will dominate the world, and you will live for 20 years. The man answered God, uh, God, uh, I'll be man, but living 20 years? That, that doesn't seem like nearly enough. Why don't you give me the 30 years that the donkey refused, the 20 years that the dog did not want, and the 10 years that the monkey refused? And that was what God did. And since then, man has lived 20 years like a man. Then he enters adulthood and spends 30 years like a donkey, working and carrying the load on his back. Then when his children leave home, spends 15 years like a dog, looking after the house and eating whatever is given to him. Then he gets into retirement and spends 10 years like a monkey, jumping from house to house or from children to children, doing silly things to amuse the grandchildren. And, you know, in that story, it's a silly, it's a joke. You know it's a joke. I hope you know it's a joke. It's just a joke. <laughs> none of that took place. I promise you, none of that took place. But, you know, I love the little story, the little humor, because it truly is about change. You know, it's the stages of manhood. I don't remember his uh, Eldridge, the guy who did uh, Wild at Heart. I think he did a, a book about the different stages of uh, man. Uh, and I think he identified five stages, and one of the stages was a sage stage, you know, S-A-G-E, sage, where, where at the end of your life you get to the sage stage. And for whatever reason, I've been in that sage stage uh, uh, for a while now. I got there kind of early. Uh, and I love the sage stage because, you know, life really is about change. And, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Today we're going to talk about change. You know, yesterday uh, I, I wrapped up this, the show. If you haven't listened to it, go to likeitmatters.radio.com, likeitmattersradio.com. But I wrapped it up yesterday, uh, and uh, the last segment uh, I, I had come up with eight things, eight areas, that uh, eight items that every single one of us should consider changing. Uh, and I got some feedback. Got people loved it and all that, and they wanted me to expand on it. So actually, um, I will be expanding on that in this radio show because I think they're important. I think they were given to me by God. Uh, but I want you to consider, you know, one of our signs is under construction. And a leader's sign is not stop, yield, or go. A leader's sign is not the um, uh, the part of the horoscope, you know, Libra, Virgo, Sagittarius, whatever those things are. The sign of a leader is under construction. Being a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. We call that constant and never-ending improvement, canine. Uh, and if you don't know what, where canine comes from, it's Dr. Uh, Ed, Edwards Deming. I think it's Edwards' his first name, Charles Edwards Deming, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Dr. Deming uh, went to Japan at the end of World War II after we had dropped two nuclear bombs on the Japanese to end a war that they started. Um, we went back to rebuild Japan, and Dr. Deming went to Japan and taught them uh, quality, taught them constant and never-ending improvement. 
uh, to the point that in the corporate world, uh, that whenever they were in upper management wanted to be promoted, they must go to these schools like I do. This is where my leadership awakening comes from, these two-week camps that they called hell camps. And they're all about deep structural change and the humility and the ego, all that. And uh, that's where my training comes from. Matter of fact, my training is based on the Japanese school of Kinrishi Yosei Gakko, which was at the time of the early 80s was considered the Harvard of Japanese leadership schools. And they were all about constant and never-ending improvement. Matter of fact, in today's corporate world, you have terms like Six Sigma, Lean Sigma, uh, that talk about this constant and never-ending improvement. And, of course, we're talking about change. Uh, and change is a consistent life. Change is a consistency uh, in our walk with God. You know, there are three steps in the Christian process, justification, sanctification, and glorification. Uh, justification means just as if. So we uh, enter the kingdom of God uh, justified solely by the blood of Jesus Christ. However, once we are accepted and God saves us, then we go through a process called sanctification, which if you understand sanctification, it is a process of change. It is where God takes all the unfair things in life, all the unjust things, all the mean things, all the things that people march in the streets about, where God says to forgive, to not hold a grudge, to not keep a record wrong. And God says, I will use all the unjust, all the unfair, all the not-so-nice things of life, and I will use them in a good way to make you more like my son. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we want to talk about change. And we'll be joined by two uh, graduates from uh, Team 226 who went through me uh, my training last week. But first, I want to establish those eight things uh, that we all need to change. And understand that whenever we talk about change, we're dealing with four factors. Slow incremental change, radical big bold change, and then conscious change, change we want to take place, and unconscious change, change that takes place without our conscious awareness. And so in that frame, we're going to talk about the potential for change and how with change, there's also hope. So I'm Black. We'll be right back. I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it, and what's it seems weird and scary to me. It'll happen to you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to be joined by a recent guest uh, of my leadership training. It's so funny. They're listening right now. They're laughing. Guests. I wasn't a guest. Uh, I was a student. But, uh, you know, I'm in the change business. People come to me when they want change. Sometimes they come to me when they got no other choice but to change. But other times they come to me when things are going well, but they want them to go better. That they no longer want to accept good enough. And if you want to read about that, you can go to likeitmatters.net and read about it. I'll have a class September 2nd here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Two days that will rock your world, that will change your life forever. I've been doing it for 30 years. Uh, September 2nd, we're here in Dallas. I still got two openings there. And then we hit the road. We're going to Las Vegas at the end of September. We'll be in Vegas. Uh, At the end of October, we'll be in Boise. And then November 18th, we'll be in Little Rock, Arkansas uh, for City Church, uh, serving those people there in Conway, Arkansas. So until then, let's talk today about change. Uh, Now, whenever we talk about change, I, I brought up the four pieces. There's slow incremental change, you know, the boiling frogs, the camel's nose, and if you don't bring those two up, then 
go online and listen to yesterday's show. And then you have this radical, bold, big change. You know, September 11, 2001, things changed. Uh, you know, when there's this cataclysmic event, things change. The uh, D-Day, things change. Pearl Harbor, things change. The day John F. Kennedy was shot, things change. Those are cataclysmic threshold change. And then when you're dealing with change, you're dealing with conscious change, change that you're working on that makes takes place. But there's uh, the change that a lot of us don't like is the unconscious change, the change in our marriages, the change in our passion for our work, the change in our passion for God. Uh, you know, as Jesus told the church at Ephesus in the uh, second chapter of Revelation, you've lost your first love. And so today I want to just hit, because I didn't get a chance to go into them real well yesterday, what areas that I believe there are eight things that we all should consider changing. Uh, the first one's the heart. You know, man is broken. It will never work because man cannot fix man. Uh, you know, Albert Einstein said you can never solve a problem at the same level it's created at. And the problem with man is his heart. Uh, all you got to do is read the good book. The Bible is pretty clear that man is not basically good. Man is basically evil. We got sin nature. And, and this is one the main reason why some people won't bow down to, to God. They'll bow down at the national anthem. They'll bow down to Black Lives Matter. But they won't bow down to God because they don't want to believe that they need fixing. But the sad reality is the human heart is wicked beyond repair, uh, God says in Jeremiah. I mean, Genesis 1-1, it was in the beginning. In Genesis 6-6, God repented from creating man. Five chapters into a, a book that has thousands of chapters, God said, I made a mistake. I never should have created man because all, all the thoughts of his heart are wicked. So God said himself. So that's why we've got to work on our heart. You know, the heart is like the quarterback of the NFL. We get wounded, we get damaged, and we protect it. So we build walls, and we shut other people out. We go unemotional. We stop uh, connecting with people. Uh, and so we, we've got to constantly be working on our heart uh, because one man brought sin into our DNA, and one man uh, can cure us from that sickness. And no mask that you put on. Uh, will help you. It doesn't matter the Delta uh, virus, uh, variant. You know, you don't need that. You got the Alpha and Omega. You don't need to worry about the Delta variant. Okay, so the first one's a heart that we all need to change. The second one's our mind. If you read the good book, the battle is in the mind. Uh, we're told called to transform our thinking, to not conform to the ways of this world, to the ways of thinking. You know, the Message Bible, I love that, that uh, paraphrase. It's not a translation. It's a paraphrase. But on Romans 12, 1 through 2, where it says to transform your thinking, to not conform to the ways of this heart, he says this, so here's what I want you to do. God's helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embrace what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it, unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to his level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Remember, we don't want to accept good enough. Good enough's the flesh. Good enough's the world. But God wants more from us. God demands more from us. And with God, all things are possible. I must decrease so he can increase. Uh, in my weakness, his strength is perfected. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. These are all scripture verses any person who calls themselves a Christian should know. Uh, 
And the Bible is replete with instructions about the battles of the mind. You know, focus only on those things that are good and pure, it says. Um, uh, Hold your thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ, God says. Guard your heart for all the issues of life stem from it. Transform your thinking. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. So God clearly tells us the battles in the mind. So we've got to be constantly changing our mind. Number three is belief systems. Everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. Uh, Would you give your life for a lie? You know, of course not. Most people wouldn't give it for the truth. Uh, Very few would give it for a lie. If someone says they love you, but you don't believe they love you, are you loved? And the answer has to be no, because you'll act as if you're not, because you believe you're not. See, you got to realize we put in belief systems to get through things. Uh, And Dr. Adler says by the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality is already in place. And the problem is a lot of people at six years old are fighting a battle that is much different when they're 16 or 22. The problem is the belief system, the structure of our beliefs are still in place. It's kind of like the, the, the Japanese soldier that was planning on a Philippines island while the Japanese controlled it. And then America took over the islands, won the war, and 20 years later, this, this soldier is still on one of those islands hiding out because there's no, no population on it. And they had to get him off that island because he was killing people, threatening people, because he still thought the war was going on. And if you still think a war is going on, you're going to be shooting people. You're going to be doing bad stuff. Why? Because everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. Number four, um, we got to do our schedule. We got to change our schedule. You know, uh, you know, Luke 10 has a great story about the Good Samaritan, you know, and I'll just remind you of it. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus took up the question and said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell in the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was going down the same road, but when he saw him, he passed on the other side. So, too, when a Levite came to that spot and saw him, he passed by on the other side. But when a Samaritan on a journey came upon him, he looked at him and had compassion. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave him to the innkeeper. Take care of him, he said, and on my return I will repay you for any additional expense. Which one of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The one who showed him mercy, replied the expert in the law. And then Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Don't you hear? The one that showed him mercy changed his schedule. The other two people were on a fit schedule. They could have been doing God's work or whatever. It doesn't matter. They were on a schedule, and nothing was going to change that schedule. This Samaritan, who's called a good Samaritan, was good enough that he changed his schedule. Sometimes we need to be aware that God puts people in situations in our life. They're called divine appointments. And so we need to be aware and be willing to change our schedule. The song, uh, Cats in the Cradle, right? Great song, and it's all about someone's schedule. A man, uh, his schedule's so busy, he doesn't have time for his son. And his son grows up to know that his father uh, is too busy for him. And so then when the father now gets older and wants to spend time with his grown-up son, guess what? Now the son's on a schedule, and the son's schedule doesn't have time for the father. How many cats in the cradle stories are there in real life that two people live in the same home or just ships passing in the night? So we got to be able to change our schedule. Number five, focus. We have a tendency to focus on what we do, 
We have a tendency to focus on our past, on being a victim, a pound of flesh, a wreck and wrong. But we've got to control our focus. We have a stem in our brain called the uh, reticular activating system. That's part of the unconscious brain. Uh, and it, whatever we set it to, it sees. You know, the good Lord put the eyes in the front of our face. Why does that matter to you? Because our focus dictates where we walk. We walk in the direction of our focus, and we focus in the direction of our movement. And so if you're looking behind you, you're not making any headway. You're going backwards. And we've got to remember, if your entire life is focused on your rearview mirror on behind you, that's the work of the devil. Habits, good or bad, we have habits. We need to make sure we're putting in good habits and get rid of old habits. One time a pastor said to me, the best thing I've ever done for my Christian walk is I put my shoes under my bed. He says, every morning I got to get up, I got to get on my knees to get my shoes out from under the bed. And every night when I go to bed, I got to get on my knees and put my shoes under my bed. You got to create good habits and do your best to get rid of old habits. Number seven is perspective. Three perceptual positions. We can see things from our own eyes. We can see things from others' eyes. Or we can see things through overview. And I would suggest you changing your perspective on a regular basis and go in and out of first, second, third position because each one gives you more data. And then the last one is the operating system. You know, we have Windows and Mac operating systems. They're generally the most powerful in terms of hardware and software options. But I want to be honest, there are two operating systems for the human experience. You could have an FOS or a GOS. An FOS is a flesh operating system. That means your flesh is in charge, and it's going to get you in trouble. Because as we just established early on, your, your heart is weak, it's broken, and your focus can be tainted. What we want is a GOS, a God operating system. That's where it's not my will be done, but your will be done. That's why every morning you connect to the source. Every morning, Abba Daddy, here I am. What, what are you doing today? I'd love to be a part of it. And every night, thank you for... T- Use me according to your will. Those are the eight things that each one of us should be open to changing. Break, we'll hear from some recent graduates about the change that's taken place in their life. I'm Black. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your life caddy, your radio host, Mr. Black, and you are under construction. And remember, under construction is all about change. You know, in my leadership training, I always joke with some of my male graduates and say, you know, after you get done with this class, you're going to be able to go home and your wife's going to be able to cheat on you with you because there's going to be so much change. Uh, And I have been uh, paying attention to the messages. Uh, My students always stay in contact. And this next person who went through my training, I think his wife has experienced that because I've heard incredible things about his wife going, wow, what happened to you? What did, what happened to you? Because, man, you're, you're happy. You're excited. I love this new you. And so let's go to the phone lines and let's welcome Chris to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Chris? Uh, I'm good, Mr. Black. Uh, thanks, for, uh, <laughs> thanks for reaching out to me. This is, this is great. Oh, you were very welcome. So, you're you're a team member of Team Two Twenty Six. So, uh, you finished a two and a half days with me. And what do you think? How, how you feeling this week? How how you feeling? Well, I uh, 
I, I, uh, <laughs> there's so much going on in my head. Uh, so much clarity, so many things. How you feeling? Just, yeah. Just good. Uh, energized, uh, uh, uh optimistic. Yep. Uh, like, like what have I been doing this whole time? That's amazing. <laughs> uh, now, it's it's interesting because you just joined your new company, right? I mean, you you were sent by your company, but this this happened in the last couple weeks, correct? Uh, yeah, I would say within thirty days, I was sitting near class, and wow. I was living a completely different life. So, uh, and really, really not wow. sure what I was supposed to do. Wow. Uh, I really put myself out there to try to find someone or something that would direct me. I, 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 I believe in a creator and I knew that I, I was on the right path with that, but man, I, I you know, I need a direction. I really did. I didn't realize how Amen. far I was. And then, the yep. And then God sent you a guy in that micro. So he connected you to EcoTent in Las Vegas and, you start a job with uh, EcoTint in Vegas, and, and then Mike tells you, I'm sending you to a training. So what was your thoughts when he told you that you were going to a training? Were you excited about it? Were you kind of not really into it? What were your thoughts? Uh, I was definitely surprised because you don't start a job, a new job, with a person not knowing you that well. Uh, I was recommended to him by a friend for my work at work ethic. But, uh, man, I was really surprised. Uh, now that I've done it, I understand why he thought it was so important and ha- how this changes people's yeah. lives. Uh, uh, yeah, isn't that uh, incredible? I mean, he I would, if I would have told you beforehand that this 48 hours with me was going to change your life, what would you think? Uh, I was definitely open to it, but... Uh, um, I purposely told him not to tell me anything about it, and I... And I I understand that is a thing from your perspective. Yep. Too, you know, you and everybody that attends, I don't want to mess it up. I'm trying to explain to my wife some of it. Yep. And uh I can't I can't say it like you, you said can't. it. <laughs> no, you, know, you can't. Uh, and the, just so you know, people. Chris Yeah. Well the the what I always say is that have a woman explain to a man what childbirth is like. And there's no words that she could ever use that we could ever explain what she's been through. And the same thing with this class. It's very personal, so it's hard to explain. But each person, I mean, you saw that you had eight people in your class. Each person had an incredible life change, but it was different for each person, correct? Yeah, extremely different. Um, And, you know, you don't know what they're going through, which is part of the message. You don't know what people are going through on a personal level. Uh, people need to make yep. that connection yep. uh, from their responses. Yep. Yeah, so. and it's incredible. So you, so you got to tell me, um, the class is intense, right? It's tough. And so um, early on, you weren't sure if you would get anything out of it. Is that a fair statement? Did you, you know, when it first started, what were you yeah. thinking? Uh, yeah, it was. I was definitely surprised because I thought I was open. I thought I understood what you were trying to say. You know, I previously pre uh, idea of, of what it was going to be like. Uh, you, you know, people know yep. about motivational classes and they know how that works. Uh, doesn't yep. even begin to describe it. Not even close. <laughs> I take a I take a very unique approach. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. A very unique, necessary approach. Yeah. I, yeah. It's I'm a. 52, I uh, so I use a, a lot bi- of bad habits. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, up until now, and that's it. And I squeeze you. I put a lot of pressure on you, and it's not to be mean, right? It's not to be mean. It's because when you squeeze somebody, the only thing that comes out of them is what's in them. And a lot of people don't know what's in them. And so i got to put a little pressure on them like a sponge and squeeze them. Uh, and, and people are surprised because people think they're a lot farther along than they are. Um, let me ask you, where do you think the big shift took place for you? Where do you think you started getting it, started getting into it, and it started opening you up? It, it, I know it was on that second night, maybe that, thir- that, that third morning, you know, Saturday morning. Where do you think the big shift took place for you? Yeah, you know, uh, Saturday morning definitely was a turning point. You, you, uh, you knew exactly where my mind and my heart was. I don't know how you did it. But uh, that particular moment, uh, calling me up first to, you know, talk about what we had experienced from the first day till then, uh, I thought I understood. I I kept, you know, I kept running a playbook in my head and trying to formulate these answers. And uh, uh, I didn't know what the meaning of of, uh, um, passive aggressive was, but uh, I understood it. It, it just, I'm like, oh my gosh, the amount of things, like I didn't even know how to talk after that. <laughs> so oh, I want to make sure that I am explaining myself in the moment. Honestly, I care about people. That's, that hasn't changed, but I don't need to tell them how I am. They just need to see it. And <laughs> thanks to you, I, I'm making that change. It's going to take me a while to really go there at the snap of a finger under pressure but I'm hungry for it. So hungry for it. I really thank you. All right. Hey, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, Chris, are you there? Yes, I am. Uh, and I was here, you getting emotional and then the whole thing dropped. So, uh, <laughs> you get emotional. Like, Hey, you gotta tell me. So what has your wife been telling you? What is your, I heard your wife's just blown away by the change. What is she thinking? Um, you know, I didn't hear her before her, she's been telling me a lot of the same things that you were telling me, but you know, they say you can't preach at home and, uh, and I thought I realized the concept, but it's true. You, you can, I, I heard her and I love her and I want to help, you know, be there for her, but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't really listening. Uh, you weren't ready, but now you are. Yeah, she's yeah. seen you happy. She's seen you joyful. She's she's blown away. She loves what she sees, huh? Yes, yes, yes. You you would love talking to her. Uh, she has a lot of the same fire. And yeah, that's why I love. Well, it I'm so looking much. forward to it. Amen. So I'm looking forward to it. And I know. Uh, and again, I apologize about drop. That's how the devil works. He does everything he can to Absolutely. keep us from doing the good stuff. Yeah, so anyways, brother, we're going to heartbreak. God bless you. I appreciate you, and we'll talk soon, my friend, okay? Okay, absolutely. Thank you, sir. Bye, buddy. God bless. Bye-bye. I am Black. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Black. And we're back, uh, so let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to line number two, and let's welcome, welcome Peyton to Like It Matters Radio. How are you doing, Peyton? Hey, doing excellent, Mr. Black. How are you, sir? 
uh, in the hands of God, brother. Uh, but the uh, the prince of the power of the air sure is messing with me today, man. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, we'll see what happens. Amen, amen, amen. So you uh, you work for Salem, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here in Dallas. So um, familiar with the company? Yeah, Great to... that's so cool. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Sir. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Just a tad. Just a tad. Yeah, that's where Salem out of Minneapolis is, uh, runs our radio show, and Lee works for Salem. And uh, uh, Peyton happens to be here in Dallas with me, Dallas-Fort Worth, the Metroplex area. Uh, and actually, uh, I met Peyton at my church, uh, Hope's Wor- Hope Works, a uh, church I've been uh, attending and uh, going to be joining. And uh, Peyton, for a while, was the, the youth leader and uh, told him it's time for him to work with big boys now. Time for him to work with big boys now. <laughs> so. So, uh, uh, but Peyton uh, was uh, uh, respected me enough. I offered him a chance to go to class, and he and he took me up on the offer. So you got to tell me, Peyton, when you thought you were going to class, when you said, "Yeah, I'll go," what what did you think the class was going to be? What was your preconceived notion of what you thought was going to happen in that class? Well, you know, when you initially offered the class, I was excited to go. Um, I thought that it was going to make me a better salesman. And maybe make me more bold and help me deal with a little bit of stuff. Um, I had the benefit of seeing my best friend Kyle go through your class and watching the transformation from him. And I knew it was going to be something different after that, but I wasn't sure what. Still expected to become out just and become a better closer, if that makes sense, you know. And um, yeah. So that was my preconceived. And I can tell you right now. It did make you a better closer, whether you realize it or not. You will. You did accomplish that, whether you realize it or not. You that has accomplished, but that is nowhere on the top of the list of what you got out of this class. Correct? Oh, it's a side benefit. Absolutely. I, I closed something yesterday that <laughs> wouldn't have been a problem. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. So cool. So. So, uh, so when it first started, uh, was it was it? Were you shocked? Was it like wow? Were you expecting it? Because it's pretty intense, right? When we get started. Oh, right. You know, the door slams open and uh, I was definitely shocked. You know, they I I don't want to give away too much to people that are going to be there. Yeah. But what I can tell you is I knew within five seconds of the class starting that this was not what I thought it was going to be. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is. I always like to joke around. It's not your daddy's training. Uh, although right. my son Christian was there, and I said, except for you, it is your daddy's training. But I'll say you, Christian, <laughs> uh, it's not their daddy's training. <laughs> and he laughed because he's, yeah, it is. You're right. You're my daddy. You're right. So you, you got to tell me, Peyton. Uh, Forty-eight hours, right? I mean, you. I met you outside those doors Thursday at five o'clock, and and per my agreement, uh, you were finished uh, by Saturday at five p.m. So forty-eight hours. So you got to tell me, what changed in 48 hours for for Peyton? You know, so there were two things. There were multiple things. There were two main benefits. One way outweighs the other. And the other one I'm just Mm -hmm. still processing and coming to grips with. So the biggest one was, you know, when you told me about the class, you said, Peyton, I see a lot of pain in you that you need to deal with. And I thought that I was doing all right. Um, But six months ago, my wife and I experienced a miscarriage. Um, and then two months later, we found out that it wasn't just a miscarriage. It was an ectopic pregnancy and it ruptured and we almost lost my wife in that. And there was a lot of pain and grief that we dealt with. And I thought that I had dealt with. Um, but what ended up happening was I tried to soldier on and be dad and go to work and provide for my family and just not think about it. 
and not deal with it. And the pain was there, whether I realized it or not. And so during one of our exercises, we were learning about what we want. And, you know, part of that is just really calling out what we want to have. And I'm trying not to give away what you do in that exercise. Yeah. Everyone listening needs to take this class. But, um, you know, I started out saying I want higher income. I want a bigger house. I want to be used by God, which is all stuff I know, right? But then out of nowhere, I heard come out of my mouth what I didn't realize was there um, was I want my wife to be in her second trimester of pregnancy. Mm. And um, I spent the next 45 minutes crying like a baby. Um, I didn't know that that pain was there. I hadn't walked through it. I, I was, I was cut and didn't know I was bleeding. Um, so uh, things shifted mm. after that. The, the class quit being, and I quit trying to hide it. Right? You know, I think that a big part of it was I tried to act like I was okay, and I had somewhat fooled myself. Yeah. Um, but what happened is during that class, it quit being an open cut and an open wound, and. I feel like the Lord used your class and used you to transform this thing or transform this thing into a scar. Um, Mm. And, you know, it's one of those things that I can't get what I wanted. um, But what I can do is use that pain to help other people. And I can guide other people to healing from my brokenness and from my scars. It's good that scars are there because it means you've loved well, right? Um, Amen. So that was the biggest breakthrough. Uh, Number two, a close second was I learned that I have a lot of fears that I didn't realize that were there, that were leadership blocks that have kept me moving from moving forward in some of the things that the Lord's called me to. So I worry way too much about failure. And uh, it's funny because ever since I've been healed of that fear of failure, um, I had Euro problem asking a guy for a large order on Monday when I used to get so nervous about closing. So I can see that even there, just in my day-to-day life there. Um, But I had a fear of failure, so I've not taken on some ministries that the Lord's really led me towards. I had a desire to be liked, so I can tell you that in the past when I've been in leadership roles, I've avoided asking people to do hard things and asking people to push themselves more. I've avoided terminating people that needed to be terminated because I want to be liked and the Lord's dealing with me over that and it's healing and it's coming away. Um, I will be a better, more confident leader because of that. And so that's a secondary issue. You know, I mean, that's the second benefit, but it, you know, it's there and it happened. So all that, it was a wonderful, all that in 48 hours, all that in 48 hours. That's so incredible. What is that? What's been different? Yeah. What's been different with your family, Peyton, since you've been back? You know, I can tell you that, one, I was able to process my grief, and I was able to love my family on a deeper level. Um, also, I'm more present with my kids. One of the things that I realized is I was trying to overshadow a lot of that grief with work and trying to find the next customer, find the next big deal, find the next you know, thing. And so I spent way too much time on my phone, you know, or searching and researching and things like that, even after I got home from work on you know, at five o'clock. So now what's happened is I get home from work at five thirty, six o'clock. My phone goes away in the drawer. I don't take it out again. And, wow. you know, I'm there with my kids. I'm there with my wife. And, you know, it feels like I've gotten another week or three hours in the day with them just from that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I do. I do teach you how to steal time, don't I? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, fully present in the now moment. You were with me for forty-eight hours, but honestly, how long do you feel like you were with me in that class? Oh man, that was the best two weeks of my life. It was wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> people don't get that when people say that. How could he say two days? I promise you, when you learn how to be fully in time, uh, time slows down, and you actually have a lot more than you realize. We have the same amount of time. You know, Jesus Christ had the same amount of time when he was incarnate as we do. So we're we're getting ready to wrap this up. But hey, what would you tell people out there listening? Some people have been listening to me for five years and have never taken this training. What would you tell people listening on? Should they go to the training? Why should they go? You know, I would tell you that you absolutely need to go through this training. I don't know a person alive who wouldn't benefit from this. And what I could also tell you is that it's worth whatever investment you have to make, whatever time away you have to have, you will be a better person from this training. And God meets you wherever you are. So the breakthroughs that I had are totally different from the other seven classmates of mine. But the Lord meets you right where you are. Um, You know, you have been used of God powerfully, Mr. Black, and... This is good stuff, and it's absolutely worth any investment you have to make to get there. Well, thank you, my friend. That means a lot to me. But uh, thanks for I know you're busy. you got a lot going on. But uh, God bless you, my friend, uh, and we'll talk soon. I'll see you tonight at church, okay? Yes, sir. Take care. All right, buddy. God bless you. God bless you. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I could tell you until I'm blue in the face. Oh, all right, bye-bye. Uh, you know, I could tell you till I'm blue in the face of why you need to take this training, but you, you don't need to hear it from me. I'm just some salesman to some of you. But Peyton gets nothing from it. Peyton's a friend. Peyton went through this training, uh, and it opened his eyes, opened his heart, and I told him that he had a lot of pain. One thing, I, I have discernment. And so God's gifted me in the ability to see things and to sense things and to help people in ways that are hard to explain. So go to likeitmatters.net. If you're ready for change, that will change every aspect of your life. I'm your man. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I'm Mr. Black, helping you to become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.